It's almost impossible to put together legends of this magnitude. We have Fani Matita, Kaiser Chiefs legend, Bafana legend, played over 290 games, scored over 90 goals throughout his career. Then we have Matthew Booth from Fish Hook in Cape Town, beautiful place of the world to go to, played over 289 games, 14 goals, 37 appearances for Bafana Bafana. Then we go to Thabo Mungameni, the backhill king. Over 280 games, 23 goals, 37 appearances for, for Bafana Bafana. Gentlemen, welcome to South Africa's biggest Shisa Nyama. San Bonani, good morning. Mora, hello to everyone. Uh, Sean, for the good morning to you too. Hi, guys. Morning, morning. So... When I first approached you gentlemen to get into the conversation about why we're here today, having the conversation about football and post-life in football, which if you've been looking in the media, you've been looking at what's going on in the country with our ex-professionals and our legends. This has to be a topic that we need to talk about. So before we get into that, can you just tell me where are you and what are you currently doing? Matthew, can we start with you please? Yeah, so, um, yeah, first of all, thanks for having me, uh, Courtney. Great to see the, the guys. I haven't uh, seen them in a long, long time. So great to be back in contact. Um, yeah, so I'm, I've been doing a bit of punditry work on Supersport. Um, I work for an artificial grass company uh, up here in Johannesburg. Um, I'm on a couple of uh, disciplinary committee panels. Um, and then also working for a couple of NPOs, um, one of which is aimed at exactly the same the exact topic that you're focusing on uh, today. So, yeah, that's what's uh, keeping me out of trouble. Tabo, Mchele, Feetu. Well, um, welcome, as you have uh, noticed that I'm in Cape Town. Um, actually, now I haven't been doing for a couple of years, just coming from uh, Eastern Cape, where I was trying to develop them, trying to get some talent over there. Uh, at the moment, um, I think from next week, then I'll, I'll be joining another academy um, here in Cape Town. Okay. So, uh, yeah, nothing much that I'm doing. Other than also, I'm also in France. There's a course that I'm going to conduct next month for SAFA. Thank you very much. And over to you, Mr. Fanny Matita. I was helping at the it's it follows now the senior with the senior team, but generally I was uh, much more with the development, so I was heading the development. And then uh, after the uh, the end of the season, um, I, I, I had so many experiences. Uh, some I'm about to start um, uh, something, so I would be working with the Department of Sports, uh, Arts and Culture. But at the moment, we're so busy with the arrangement and the organization of the whole program. So with the swallows, just looking at things from a distance, um, we just need to close down and, and, and complete some of, of the talks that we had. And uh, yeah, that's it. So probably in, in future, I, will, I won't be in, uh, involved. As it will, yeah. 
Okay, gentlemen, that's that's a, a brilliant narrative to give over to our fans and everybody listening at the moment. So just another thing I want to touch on, and I'm going to, I'm going to come back to you, uh, Matthew. You guys in your careers have hit high levels of success playing in South Africa and even playing abroad, some of you, like yourself, Matthew, finally you've played abroad. You've had an illustrious career, Tabo, in South Africa. What do you think were the key factors to the, your success and the longevity of your career, Matthew? Um, I think being competitive, um, uh, not wanting to lose. Um, I think uh, also having um, good um, uh, a support system, you know, parents, friends, etc., uh, who I always ask for advice uh, during difficult uh, periods of my career. I think that was vitally important. Um, and um, looking after myself as best as possible, you know, and, and being quite lucky. Um, you know, we've, we've had a number of, I've had a number of colleagues who have uh, had serious injuries and had to uh, fall out and also guys uh, succumbing to um, vices like alcohol, drugs, you know, women, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I've managed to stay clear of that as much as possible. And I think that's, those are the elements that have um, added to my, 18, 19 years of, of professional football. Tabo, same question. You know, you had a very long career. You played for a number of teams that have taken you from the Eastern Cape to Durban to Johannesburg. Similar. Uh, well, for me, I can say uh, mobile, maybe probably just um, coming from uh, Langa, Kukuleto, um, uh, it was difficult for me to get in in the professional. I think that was another thing that uh, kept me going. Um, I knew where where I was coming from. And uh, having uh, the right people beside me that could uh, support me all the way. And I think most importantly, just loving the game. Uh, and I always um, wanted to compete. Uh, as I am growing up from uh, Cape Town, you always had that thing of uh, Joburg is the only place for soccer. So I always had that thing that uh, we also here in Cape Town can play. We also here in the Eastern Cape can play. So I think those are the things that kept me going. And especially the supporters, um, the football lovers, they are the other people that uh, gave me the boost uh, to carry on playing. Sure, Mr. Mr. Madita, as we were yeah, saying, we, your 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 longevity and your success. What do you attribute it to? It's much more um, it's much more easier on my side. You combine what uh, Matthew and uh, Tabo has said. Um, I'm just adding that uh, because you need to know you must have a vision. You know, when you have a vision, then you will be able to finish your mission. And if you have a good uh, family unit, family structure behind you, that uh, those are the people that, uh, uh, whether it's raining, whether it's cold, whether it's, uh, it's sunny outside, they will always be your, your supporting structure. So one had that, and then um, everything else uh, fell, you know, it fell into a good place and a good uh, 
the platform. And uh, also Tabo mentioned the competitive edge. If you don't have that, otherwise you wouldn't be uh, talking about funny Matita like, I don't know, in hundred years later in football. And people are still recognizing and people are still appreciating what you have done. So those are the ingredients that um, you can put together inside and say the, the longevity like we are asking is, is based on all those factors that I am mentioning and that the, the, the colleagues have mentioned. And also living a, a very clean life, you know, moving away from the social ills. Thank you. So let's get into let's get into why we're here today. And I, I'm gonna start off with actually talking about myself. Uh, my career ended at 26 years. I wasn't as successful as Matthew, Tabo, Fani, um, nowhere near. But even though, if I, but I can still remember my first game was against Cape Town Spurs against Matthew in Cape Town at Lone Stadium. Um, and I just never got to that level of stardom that you guys got to. But my parents pushed me to study. And I um, became a teacher and eventually moved out the country. And I, as you know now, as I work in England. And they helped me prepare for time after football. That's why we're here. There are so many players with difficulties after football. How did your stories end in football, your playing stories? Can we start again with you, please, Matthew? Uh, yeah, well, I often joke with uh, guys who got out the game early and say um, they've done very well for themselves <laughs> by doing so. Um, because, yeah, it, it, uh, finishing your career in football and having not prepared for, for the afterlife can be quite uh, traumatic. Um, uh, for me, um, I finished in uh, 2014. Um, I was quite fortunate that Bidvestwitz um, offered me an, an, another year. Um, but I, I always jokingly say that I wasn't, I wasn't prepared to put up with another pre-season under Gavin Hunt. So I decided to call it quits. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, uh, you know, it was just the body um, telling me to, to stop. Um, also, I didn't like the fact that um, my final season, I started to sit on the bench a bit too much. Um, and so I could foresee that if I stayed on another year, that that would be the case or perhaps even more so. And, you know, I, I, I hated sitting on the bench. I wanted to play. Um, I felt that uh, sitting on the bench or sitting in the stands, you were the, a, a salary thief. Um, and I didn't want to be in that category. So those were some of the reasons why I decided to call it quits. Um, but uh, certainly I could have, prepared myself while I was still playing a lot better um, because as soon as I retired, I started eating into my, my savings. And that's certainly not a, not a healthy place to be here. Thank you for that level of honesty. And as you'll be able to see on our screens very shortly, Benedict is going to be coming through. Uh, can we go to you, Fanny? You know, uh, similar question. Coming towards the end, how did it end for you, your playing career? 
it was in year 2000 when I began my, uh, I was, uh, say one was winding down. Um, there is a team that uh, I invested with a friend in called the All Nations. They were, they were participating in the first division back then, um, year 2000. So I was a player coach uh, in the team. It was fun. We had uh, a lot of fun because I went to Damelin to do player management. Uh, with a friend and the wife, because I wanted to get to understand the other side of, um, of things after your playing career. Um, that's where then I started. Then later, um, we, well, we sold to the team. Then later, uh, I went down full-time to coaching. I went to coaching courses. Um, I think the first one, it was in Pretoria TUT. Um, and the instructor was Simon Goman. After that, then I went back now to the basics to coach the under 12s. And after under 12, then I coached the Vodacom League team, which was the, the second division. Then it was Utugela FC from Lady Smith, and then the later Manning Rangers from the former uh, uh, Premier League or first division uh, team at the time. If you recall, that's that's how I've, I've been winding down. So why I'm mentioning that is that because a lot of uh, players today, when they finish their um, playing career, I'm talking about our our generation. You need to close down or. Yeah, close down the, the cycle. We don't, no, more often than not, we don't close down the cycle. Because then we need to impart the knowledge back to, 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 to football or to the youth. And there are so many ways, in either coaching, if not coaching, administration. You know, there are so many facets under the sports. So it's not only um, coaching. And then lately, then you get um, uh, jobs uh, there and there, whether you you do com uh, analysis, you are an analyst or a commentator uh, in whatever form. Um, yeah, that's that's that, that's it, that, that's how things are. But it is quite important that you also get back to school so that whatever that we are talking about, you are at the face because you played uh, this game, so people respect you, but you need the skills to talk about some of these things that are happening in in the game itself. Like now, I'm, I'm busy with the project management course at the University of uh, uh, Pretoria. So always try to empower yourself and stay ahead, you know, so that you are able to be self-reliant. Yeah, that's, that's my journey. Thank, thank you for that, um, Fani. Uh, just for our listeners, Benedict has just joined us. Benedict, welcome. 
another South African legend, uh, played many times for Orlando Pirates, over 58 goals. I think you're still the highest scoring midfielder at Orlando Pirates, if I must take it. Good morning. How are you? No, I'm good, my brother. And you? I'm very well. It's lovely to see you. And as you can see, we have another group of legends on the podcast as well. So you've come in a bit late, but thank you for joining. We are talking about how did your football career wind down and how did you start preparing yourself for after football? Yeah, man. You know, uh, one thing that uh, 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 we, 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 I would say is people we tend to be confused and, and, and we want to do things because of other people are doing things. That's why I think we, we, we need to be careful when we do that. No, coming to my, to my, to, to me personally, what happened was I was lucky that uh, while I was playing, I had lucky that I had experienced guys around me. Tabum uh, Gomeni uh, was one of uh, the seniors that I played with. And at that time, most of the guys that I was playing with the parents, they were playing for Bafana Bafana. You know, others are presenting their countries, you know, Gabon in Nigeria. So, you know, the knowledge that I got from them, uh, it helps me to that in the next generation that they came in. I was, uh, I was playing, I was also, I would say, a, big, a, a coach also inside the field of play because of the knowledge that I got from the guys, the seniors. And, you know, uh, even in my, when I came to retire, I went to Swaziland. Uh, I was a player coach also there. I went to Botswana. I was also a player coach. And then after that, then I decided that you know, now I'm, 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 I'm retiring in the game. And then I went to, uh, to Deep Roof where I stay. You know, I was coaching under eight, you know, under 10. Uh, from I think from 2000 and yeah from the year 2013 coaching under 10, uh, 12, and then and 2015 I was coaching under 17. Uh, that's where I also started, you know, like like as I was listening to uh, the big brother when he says. You know, you need to start, you know, on the ground. Uh, and then I coach uh, playing Asian Cup, where I lost in the semi-final, playing against Sundowns. And then from there, I went to coach uh, APC Bootsipe League. When I got there, the team was uh, last on the, on, the, on the table. Then I took them to top eight. Uh, from there, the following season, then I went back to development, uh, and then, uh, then now as, as I'm an analyst at Itiski uh, TV, uh, you can see here, that's where we, that's where I, I, I do my analysis, we do parents, chiefs, sundowns, and Bafana uh, Bafana. So, you know, in our football, you don't have to be away from the game because once you're away from the game, there's a lot of things that are changing in football. You know, and the transition is so big in such a way that I believe here in South Africa, 
we are late in terms of the transition. A uh, lot of teams, they started to, to, to come to transition this term of, 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 of uh, I would say, this time around, while a lot of teams, they did the transition about uh, two, three seasons back, where you need, to, you need to plan and look at how other teams are doing overseas. Uh, if, you know, it goes back to say, even the coaches themselves, you know, and there's, there's a lot of transition. You can see now with Steven Gerald, their coaching. Uh, you made a very good point there, Benedict. You made a good point. And that's going to come into our next question. But I want to come to you, Tabo, at the moment. You, we, we, were just, we haven't come to you about how it ended, how it finished uh, for yourself as a player. Do you want to just come back and give us some information on that? Oh, sure, my man. Hey. <clears throat> I, my career ended up uh, in the wrong way. Actually, I made um, a big, a very big mistake by going back to Cape Town. I think I was supposed to stay there in Joburg around Durban. Um, when I came to Cape Town, I signed a, a two-year contract with a team called the Hellenic. Do you remember Chitakis? Yeah, sure. Um, and then I got injured in my second year. Uh, on my first year, yeah, right about the end of the season, when I came back for the next season at the training, um, the boss just told me that my contract has been terminated. So that is how I stopped playing football. And then after that, um, the union, the football's union, um, uh, they helped me in a way um, in terms of uh, trying to fight uh, whether um, for the team um, to help me in terms of uh, rehab rehabilitating uh, my injury, something like that. I, and then uh, what I want to get in is that uh, after playing, after I got injured, I didn't know what to do. Um, I just stayed home. As you know, that uh, most of us, uh, that, is, that, that was our problem. Uh, we didn't uh, further our education and uh, there were no people to support us or structures to support us after playing football. Um, it's just that I had luck maybe around about the, after five years I've stopped playing. Uh, the man I called my father, Sergio de Santos, the very same person that uh, brought me into pro professional football. He introduced me into coaching. That is why now I've got a level B in coaching. Otherwise, I wasn't interested in coaching. I didn't know. I didn't know that I could do that uh, kind of work. Uh, but I'm sitting with those papers as we are talking now. Uh, and then uh, another guy from, uh, hey, sorry to say, guy, uh, Mr. Landug, France, who's waiting there at Safa. He introduced me into taking an instructor's course. And then I took that instructor's course. And then at the moment, I'm, I'm helping Safa in terms of um, in those courses, um, teaching other, other coaches uh, to become coaches. So that's how it ended up. So we've gone around the houses. We've got a, an opinion from all of you, how it factually ended for all of you. Uh, but the next question I'm going to ask, and I'm, I'm going to give an example to this, if you look at what's currently going on in the world, you have these clubs, 
that have ambassadors for the clubs. For example, Ledley King is an ambassador at, at uh, Tottenham Hotspurs. Do you feel the clubs you played with and the clubs you did such fantastic work for are doing enough for their old legend? Matthew, you mind if I come back to you with that? Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, look, I mean, I, I've, I've said it in the past that uh, us as players, when we retire, we, we complain too much about SAFA and about the clubs for not looking after us. But we have to come to the real, real, realization that um, as Tabo's experienced at Hellenic and I've experienced at Sundowns and, you know, we've many of us have experienced that once. Once we're not useful to the club anymore, um, they don't want to hear from us, you know, and they're certainly not going to look after us uh, when we retire or when we get injured. Um, they only view us as assets um, while we are still fit and, and we can still offer a service to them. Um, and to be honest with you, very few clubs, even in Europe, um, have that um, legends program. Uh, very few clubs... You know, I can think of a handful. Uh, Liverpool do it in a big way. They have a massive following in Asia. So they have a massive legends uh, program and they get them involved on a regular basis. I think um, Real Madrid at some stage had one. Um, but those are even few and far between. So that, you know, we can't expect local uh, clubs to do the same. I think Sundowns is probably the only club that can afford to do it <laughs> because they've got so much money. But, um, you know, when you look at the past, uh, when, when very loyal players have stayed at clubs for 10, 15 years, you know, there's no um, benefit game afterwards. There's no, there's no um, instant job for them at the club. That, that hardly ever happens, you know. So players must understand that and, and realize that they have to prepare uh, for the afterlife while they are still playing. That's so very important to them. Matthew, that's so that's so honest. That's so refreshing. I know that won't link with a lot of people, but that is the honest truth. Uh, can we come to you, Fanny? Same question. Yeah. About the legends no, post game. No, I do concur with what Matthew is saying. Um, I think that. Uh, with, with clubs, because you see clubs are now in, in South Africa, generally, they are run by, uh, by families. So they tend to side more with some legends of the, of the club. Can you hear me? So they tend to, 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 to side with some legends of the club and um, Others then they they can only learn or read whether it's in the social media or or it's in the media about uh, in any different media platform about what is happening with the club regarding the their former players. Remember that um, in South Africa, you you will have this background that in South Africa all the players that played professional football. Um, it's unfortunate. All of them, they regard themselves as legends. So first, they need to get to the definition of, of a legend. But um, 
I'm happy that you just... I, I didn't retire myself as a legend. <laughs> <laughs> but you were specific. You said they, they give them some kind of an, an ambassador, ambassador team, ambassadorship for the team, you know, as opposed to, to the legendary status. So, yes, some teams will do it. Some won't do it. Unlike in Europe, you know, like for a team that I played for Pacific in Turkey, now and then they, I'm, I'm always aware of the developments that are happening, that are happening there. There is um, a dedicated uh, journalist that um, communicate with the international players. All players who are foreigners that play. Uh, I know what is it that is happening there. Coming back to 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 our our country, South Africa. Matthew is so right. That we have to you have to look after yourself because when you are playing, the team is paying you a salary. So they pay you a salary. So they don't come to you after you retire and say, hey, we, we want a part of your salary. No, they don't do that. So uh, now and then I, I always laugh when I see uh, players complaining about um, SAFA uh, 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 or about teams that they played for as if they owe them anything. They don't owe us anything, nothing at all, because they they were we were giving service to them, so they paid us. You understand what I'm saying? So if they want you for another role, that means they need to pay you again for that particular service. So they can't call a, 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 a players and say, okay, former players and say, hey, we have a game. We're playing Chiefs. Is playing against Pirates, and then they want you to be there when they are offering you just uh, peanuts. You can't do that. You know, players need to take care of themselves. They, they need to, to demand. You need to get that uh, uh, fee, is it an appearance fee or, or whatever. Because at the end of the day, sponsors are also paying them for that particular match. So in some of, some of uh, in fact, most of the games now, since I started uh, my foundation, I, I, I don't participate in it. If you want to talk to Fanny, to Fanny as a, now it's like Fanny as a brand, you need to talk to my foundation. Then my foundation will give me a permission to do whatever I want to do or whatever that you want me to. Rather than it's me, because if it's me talking to, to a, a person from, let's say from Kaiser Chiefs, I would be much more sentimental. You know, I won't take it as business because now it's it's after football, you know. So I I, I remain a, 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 a loyal brand for the team. I'm still associated to, to the brand the Chiefs. So they also in return need to um, respect that I am a brand now, not like to treat you like you are a, you are you are still you are still a novice. You know, uh, as it were, yeah. So, so, so funny. That's, that's the thing. But let, let's bring in Pablo. Yeah, 
let's bring in Tabo here because you 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 have a similar perspective to Matthew that the the, the Safa the clubs don't owe you anything even for your illustrious service and and I do agree with you some people just aligning themselves with the title of legends when they're not when they may have played 10 or 12 games uh Tabo what is your feelings on that Well, on my side, it's a little bit different. Um, I think our football uh, here in South Africa is totally different from other places. Um, as we all know that uh, everything is in Joburg. If you're out of Joburg in football, hey, you are in a, I don't know what you call it. Uh, you have to be in Joburg in order for you to succeed. <laughs> uh financially or in terms of our work relations something like that you have to be in Joburg. uh take for instance the instance a place like cape town uh cape town is still living in the in that old era where you look at the person uh, with color how he looks uh for me i'll take example for myself uh, I only respect uh, football followers, not the football bosses. Uh, 18 years now, I haven't been, um, more than 20 years now, I've, I've retired from football. And I think I, I've got a lot um, to give to future players or to young players, but I'm not given that chance. I don't know what's the reason, but you'll find out uh, people that have done uh, a quarter of what I've done, they are in and out of uh, these structures here in Cape Town. Uh, well, I, I think uh, I've done a lot in football for Cape Town, representing Cape Town, representing the country. And I think that I should be used, not that it's a, it's a force that... Um, uh, when you come to when we were playing, hey, we were not getting money so that uh, we could do something after football. Take for an example for me here in Cape Town, I was earning 500 rand a month. Other players were earning four, five thousand. And people are thinking that we were earning a lot of money uh, when we were playing. That is why we are complaining that. Um, uh, these big teams that you, we have represented, they should uh, they, they should do something about us after playing, because we, because we have I believe we have made money for them. Um, maybe it's not a force for them to plow back. Um, if people can understand uh, what I was earning in, uh, in, uh, at Orlando Pirates, when, when I was playing Pirates, people were thinking that, hey, I, I may probably I'm, uh, I'm one of the players that were earning the most uh, salary in a, in a, in a, at uh, Orlando Pirates. And I was just, uh, I was just earning 12,000 a month, leading the team playing with players that are coming from abroad, play, paying around about 30,000 a month, 20 something thousand a month. 
then I, I have to complain for the players that are, for the teams that I've uh, represented. Uh, I have to complain of, uh, about um, for them not using us or me after football for after what I've done for them. I can stop there.